Thessalonians. Greetings in the name of Jesus Christ our King. We are so excited for this opportunity to share the Word of God with you through your favorite program, The Moment of Truth. We are at a critical moment in God's plan for humanity, and God is said to do awesome things in and through individuals, families, communities, organizations, nations, continents, and across generations. As we proclaim the Word of God in the following series, you are going to receive illumination and direction, especially those in the Valley of Decision, and hopefully you'll be accurately positioned for the current move of God. So, sit back and relax. Go ahead, call your family and friends, and get ready for a life-changing encounter with the Word of God. As you do, your life will never be the same again. Praise the Lord. You may be seated in His presence. It's a continuation of our series today, Prophetic Progression and Apostolic Succession. This is part three. And as I promised last week, this part three has a subtitle. And what is that? When the table turns. When the table turns. Would you please turn your Bible with me to two texts of scripture for this purpose? The first, second Kings chapter 4, beginning from verse 8 to 21. I'll read a few. You read the rest yourself. Second Kings chapter 4, beginning from verse 8 to 21. And then the second scripture, Luke chapter 7, verse 1 to 10. 2 Kings chapter 4, 8 to 21, he reads, and I quote part thereof. Now it happened one day that Elisha went to Shunem, where there was a noble woman. Please pay attention, the word noble there means great. Check in the middle column of your Bible. Uh, it's not only men that are great, women are great also. May God raise great women in this house and raise great men in this house in the mighty name of Jesus. Greatness is part of our DNA. I will make you a great nation and I will make your name great. I will bless you and make you a blessing. It's part of our DNA. Let's read. You know, it happened one day that Elijah went to Shunem where there was a noble, notable woman and she persuaded him to eat some food. That word persuaded simply means it was not, oh, come and eat. And he jumped. He, she had to show her that there's respect for the ministry and the grace and anointing she carries because he's not a beggar. She persuaded him to eat some food. So it was, as often as he passed by, he would turn in there to eat some food. And she said to her husband, look now, I know. King James Version says, I perceive. She also did not just join the bandwagon of ministries. The anointed man has come to town. She observed closely and she came to the conclusion, 
I perceive that this is a holy man of God who passes by us regularly. Please let us make a small upper room where on the wall. It simply means they have built their house before this need arose. So there was no place that they could build on the ground anymore. He said, we can build it towards the wall. You know, such houses, you have space between the wall and the house. It is called setback. That's why the word setback should not frighten you. Setbacks are normal in every building. And when you suffer a setback, no, God is about to give you some room somewhere. Do you understand me? Every disappointment is a divine appointment. Something is going to happen to you subsequently. Let's build a small room on the wall, upper room on the wall, and let us put a bed for him there, and a table, and a chair and a lampstand, so it will be whenever it comes to us, he can turn in there. And her husband agreed. The rest of it you can read yourself. Do you understand me? First, Elisha did not beg. The one who sent us has made the provision for our ministry before the need arises. God is not Pharaoh who ask you to make bricks without giving you straw. Wherever there is a vision, there will be provision. God will pay for what he orders. Can I hear amen? amen? That's why you don't need to put pressure on people or deceive them that the Lord just said to me, if you give to what citadel, he's going to build you a mansion. He didn't tell me like that, so I can't tell you that. Use us as a point of contact. You have not read your Bible well. It says, he who gives to the rich will be poor. But when your generosity is spirit-led, God will show up. When you are not manipulated into giving, God will show up. Because for as long as the earth remains, seed, time, and harvest shall never cease. It was the woman who persuaded him to come. It was not like, oh, with all the anointing upon my life, don't you know there's a space in your house for me? <laughs> I see many fine barra pastors taking advantage of the flock. But that's not my subject today. Elisha also allowed her himself to be persuaded and after a while he said you know what <clears throat> let's make a room for this man do you have room for jesus and they did at the end of the day elisha looked at her and said i'm well connected shall i mention you to the king or to the captain of the guard and he said sir i'm not doing this for what i can get I live amongst my people. I know the king. I know the captain of the guard. I am a noble woman. I am a great woman of shunaime. And Gehazi said, she has a need that all her money cannot buy. She has no son. And the prophet said, according to the season of life, this time next year, you shall have a son. And the woman said, 
man of God, don't lie to me. I have doctor's report from America, from India, from Dubai. They have checked everything. It's not possible. Don't lie to me. Elisha did not answer back. But according to the season of life, she conceived and she brought forth a son. And you know the rest of the story. One day, the son followed the father to the farm. Maybe he suffered sunstroke. We don't know. He began to cry, headache, headache. And the man said, carry him to the mother. By the time she, he put, she put the son on her lap, the son died. Ladies and gentlemen, the table turned. She carried the son and put on the same bed he provided, she provided for the prophet. And knew where the source of her blessing was. She mounted the donkey and sped and went to the prophet. The prophet saw her coming and sent Gehazi. But the greed and the covetousness inside Gehazi will not let these things work. You can be given authority, but it will not function if your heart is not right with God. Uh, do you understand me? <laughs> this is the woman coming. And said, is it well? He said, it shall be well to her husband. But said, it is well to the prophet. And told her the problem. As I go ahead of me, nothing happened. On the same bed she provided for the prophet was where she laid a son. A perception turned into resurrection. As God raised that child through Elijah back to life. This is the story of the benefactor who became the beneficiary. Do you understand me? She looked like the benefactor of Elijah by making provision for him. But what she made happen for Elijah, God made happen for her inevitably. Second story quickly. Because it's a long day today, we have to finish this. Can I hear amen? amen? Come with me to the book of Luke. Let's take a portion from the New Testament and see that it's in both books. Luke chapter 7 verse 1 to 10. Luke 7, 1 to 10. Now when he concluded all his sayings, that is Jesus, in the hearing of the people, he entered where? Capernaum. And a certain centurion servant who was there to him was sick and ready to die. So when he heard about Jesus, he sent elders of the Jews to him, pleading with him to come and heal his servant. Ladies and gentlemen, it was not the centurion that was sick, and it was not the centurion's son that was sick. It was the centurion's servant. Are you following me? Okay. And when they came to Jesus, they begged him earnestly. That is, this is not just, hey Jesus, are you free today? Hi, how are you doing? We are the elders of the Jews uh, and we need you to, they begged him earnestly saying that the one for whom he should do these words deserving, pay attention, he was deserving. Many of you don't know that when you treat others as option, they cannot treat you as priority. 
Do you understand me? When you treat people as option, they cannot treat you as priority. And never, never treat as priority those who treat you as option. And don't treat as option those who treat you as priority. I took off from here to Australia to give Pastor Shea's daughter away in marriage. That was the only purpose for which I went. Other things that came, like visiting the parliament, they were just addendum. It's a long way. It costs a lot of money. But Pastor Shea was deserving. I left where I was to come to you in Aberdeen. It was my first visit to Scotland. Did you buy my ticket? Did you give me honorarium when I was going? I came to see you because I saw there's a future here, not for what you can give to me, but to catapult you into that place and pray with you so that you can stand. That's all. If you're not worthy, I won't waste my time. With some people, you spend time. With others, you invest. I followed you to Calabar, where? To lay foundation. Years ago. Have I been back since then? But has God lifted you up and moving you on? A wise man, a righteous man chooses his friends wisely. The companions of fools destroy them. They said, this man is deserving, is worthy. Why? For he lost our nation and has built us a synagogue. There's a common thread that binds both scriptures and both stories of the notable or noble great woman of Shunem and this man. When they did what they were doing, they had no expectation for return. When the, women, the man built them a synagogue, it was not, okay, I'm building you this synagogue just in case in future some preacher I will need will come to my aid. They just did it from the depth of their hearts. The woman who perceived this is a holy man that passes us. Can I pause here? How many such opportunities have you flunked? Of People passing by you that you don't care a hoot about. And you don't know that there's something in them they carry that can release the next level of grace for where you are going to you, but you don't know. You can't perceive. And because of their excesses and the abuse in the church, you paint everybody with the same tar brush. With great respect, the son that the Shunel woman desired so greatly was rooted in the anointing of Elisha. Look, let me tell you this. The Bible says, if a man gives a cup of cold water to a prophet, he will not lose the prophet's reward. Now here it is. What is the prophet's reward? You should ask yourself that. Is it because they see the invisible? 
They hear the inaudible and they can touch the intangible. The woman did not know his son was still somewhere in her life. But Elisha could pick that. Because she ministered to him without pressure, Elisha gave what she heard, he had back to her. According to the season of life, this time next year she'll have a son. If it is empty word, it will not come to pass. The woman thought it was a lie, but it was God speaking through Elisha. Prophecy the invisible, they hear the inaudible, they touch the intangible because of the faculties in them. Seeing eyes, hearing ears, understanding heart. Are you with me? But that's not the reward for the woman. The real reward for the woman is that the greater desires of her heart was provided by the power of God. What doctors could not do came through the spoken word through the prophet. Do you understand me? The woman, the man also who built the temple did not build it. He did not build the sanctuary for them or a synagogue for them because he was expecting something. But guess what? This is the second thing that binds both stories. Are you ready? What they made happen for others, God used it as a, as a, as a, as a point to reach out back to them. Your generosity will provide a future for you. A, a, a generous man devises generous schemes, and by his generosity, he shall stand. The Bible is full of stories of one good turn deserves another. The Yoruba say, Ashele near Abuaba. The Yoruba says, Any damisuaju, I tell a tutu. The Yoruba say, In your dumetangbuno. They said, they said, a panda diam that is three years old is still hot and fresh. Is that possible? No. What they are saying is, when I visited you last, I got there at, at 8 p.m. You asked your wife to get up in the night to cook panda diam for me. Three years after you are visiting me at 11 p.m., there must be hot panda diam waiting for you too. Do you understand me? Because one good turn deserves another. I can go through scripture. And show you how David became a benefactor to Mephibosheth because of what Jonathan had done to David previously. I can show you all through scriptures what Basili did to David. Basili the Gileadite. I made provision for David when his son Absalom sent him packing from the throne. The day came when David said, let the sons of Basili be among those who eat at your table. Nothing goes for nothing, brother. We are not stupid when we are taking care of the interests of others. It's because we know God has a way of of paying back. There's a compensation plan in God. He has not asked us to serve him in vain. But I have a better reason for this message. When the table turns, when benefactors become beneficiaries. And I want to camp around five principles because of time. Five principles. And I want you to imbibe every one of them and live by them because they will enhance your relational skills do you understand me? You will know how to properly relate with people without suspicion. But operating in discernment. That when they pass by you, you know. This person passing by me. 
I must do something now. Not because I expect something else, but who knows what will happen. The first principle is simple. Principle number one, I call them life principles or principles for, for successful living. Life principle number one, be careful how you treat those you meet on your way to the top. You will need them on your way down. Be careful how you treat the people you meet on your way to the top. You may one day need them on your way down. You would have read about how God brought David from obscurity into prominence. But when he was anointed in the midst of his brethren and sent forth, and he found himself facing Goliath, gained national, came into national limelight, all of a sudden, the king began to pursue him to kill him. And when he ran for his life, who were the kinds of people that came to David? Those in debt, those discontented, and those distressed. 400 of them, and he became a captain over them. If you compare that with Saul, the Bible says when Saul was proclaimed as king, what type of men? Valiant men whose heart the Lord has touched joined him. Valiant men whose heart the Lord has touched joined him. Ladies and gentlemen, he wasted them all. He wasted them all. But in the case of David, the distress, the discontent, and those who are in debt join him. You don't know, somebody looked at Lateran Assembly one day. He said, look at all the feeble people they have there. But if you carry Davidic anointing, the kind of people that will be attracted to you are not money bags. Do you understand me? They are not money bags. They will despise you and despise your people. But the day is coming when the grace of God upon David will turn these 400 plus 200 guitars that join them later. They will become the mighty men of David. Do not despise and be careful how you treat those people you meet on your way to the top. You will need them on your way down. Rather than David despising these 400, who later became 600, he began to train them in surveillance and security, and, and, and he ensured that each of them had a sword. You will read that when war broke out in Israel, there were only two swords in the land, one with Saul and the other with Jonathan his son. The others were left empty, like many churches today, where the people do not have the sword of the spirit, it's only kept with the pastor and the co-pastor. But now David, he ensured that each one of them, all the 600, had his sword. Because when the devil comes knocking at the night, he's not going to call. He will come when the pastor is not there. And if you don't know how to stand toe-to-toe -to -toe with the devil, he'll wipe you out before pastor comes. He ensured that each one had his own shirt. That's why the job of a pastor is not to be praying for you every time. to so teach you to pray. Are you with me? But the day came... That David eventually became king. First over Judah. 
then over the whole of Israel. And something else happened. His son rose up against him. What was his name? Absalom. And drove him from the throne. And David left. The city did not follow him. His council members, some of the best of them, like Ahitophel, ganged up against him. But the 600 men that he did not despise, when the table turned, were the one, the Pelitites, the Keritites, and the Gittites. The 600 men that have been with him from the beginning were the ones that followed him. Be careful not to despise or to ill-treat those you meet on your way to the top. The day will come when the table turns, you will need them. They will be the ones staying with you and sticking it out all with you. You know, I know some people in this church, and I'm not exaggerating. I know there's nothing you can tell them about me. They will not listen to you. Put anything you like on the internet. Put anything you like on the uh, social media. Call me names. They know you are wasting your time. Because somewhere along the line, what I carry had infected them. Do you understand me? And they can do better job than I'm doing. But watch out. My sons are about to answer for me at the gate. Watch out. They were the only ones with David. The rest are defected. And they followed him all through. And guess what? When he eventually returned to power, they were the ones that came also with him. When Adonijah also rose up and declared himself king, the Pelitites, the Caritites, and the Gita did not follow Adonijah. They stay for the command of the king. Because they know until he speaks, every Adonijah is wasting his time. And I see many of them picking tickets, riding chariots, declaring themselves presidential hopefuls. Listen. Be careful how you treat people. On your way to the top, you will need them on your way down. Principle number two. I said there are five of them. Principle number two. At some point in life, you will have to cross the river of destiny using the very bridge you once constructed for others. At some point in life, you will have to cross the river of destiny using the very bridge you once constructed for others. In such instances, you can say, the good you have done has returned back to you. 
Got a lot to say today. That simply means do not hesitate to help the helpless and the vulnerable every time you are in a position so to do. Do not hesitate to help the helpless and the vulnerable every time you are in a position so to do. Because when the table turns, you may be at the receiving end. And guess what? You will reap what you sow. You will recall again that David came to the camp at Ziklag. And everything was burnt down. The women and the children were taken away. And now... The mighty man he had raised thought of stoning him to death because of their wives and their children. And David wept till he had no more power to weep. But he encouraged himself and the Lord is God. And he asked for the effort to be brought. And ask a simple question. Shall I pursue these people? And will I overtake them? And the word of the Lord came to him. Pursue. You shall overtake them. And without fail. Somebody say without fail. It's written in black and without faith. Wait for God to speak to you before you start jumping up and down. Pursue, overtake, and without fear, recover all. The first step to recovery is obeying the word you have received. But it was not the pursuing that brought the victory that day. It was a lifeless, helpless man, an Egyptian servant of the Amalekite, that was abandoned by his master and was left to die that saved the day. As they were going, David stopped. This man is about to die. Let's pause and take care of him. Give him some figs. Give him some cakes. Give him some wine. And when he had recovered, who are you? He said, I'm an Egyptian servant of an Amalekite. Three days ago, we robbed Ziklag. We burnt it down. So can you show me where they are? So I know they are camp. If David had abandoned the helpless and the hopeless, the pursue, overtake, and recover all will not work. God allowed that one to be left there. When God said pursue, overtake, and without fear, recover all, he has left the key to the recovery. Those you pass by, those you overlook, those you don't take care of, they carry the key to your next level. Principle number one, be careful how you treat people you meet on the way to the top. <laughs> you may need them on your way down. Now, 
Principle number two. Do not hesitate to help the helpless and the vulnerable every time you are in a position so to do. For when the table turns, you may be at the receiving end. Principle number three. Never repay good with evil. Never, ever repay good with evil. I'll repeat myself. Never repay good with evil. There's so many people who repay good with evil, either for lack of discernment or misjudgment of other people's motives. You can call that suspicion, not perception. The story is told in 2 Samuel chapter 10. I want you please to learn something about prophetic progression from this story. 2 Samuel chapter number 10. I'll read from verse 1. It happened after this that the king of the people of Ammon died. Are you really ready for this? Can you handle this this afternoon? You are tired? You want me to decode this for you? It happened after this that the king of the people of Ammon died, and Anon, his son, reigned in his place. Then David said, I will show kindness to Anon, the son of Nahash, as his father showed kindness to me. So David sent by the hand of his servants to comfort him concerning his father. And David's servants came into the land of the people of Ammon. And the princes of the people of Ammon said to Anon, their Lord, Do you think that David really honors your father because he has sent comforters to you? As David now rather sent his servants to you to search the city, to spy it out, and to overthrow it? Therefore, Anon took David's servants, shaved off half of their beards, cut off their garments in the middle, at their buttocks, and sent them away. When they told David, he sent to meet them, because the men were greatly ashamed. And the king said, wait at Jericho until your beards have grown, and then return. When the people of Ammon saw that they had made themselves repulsive to David, the people of Ammon sent and hired the Syrians of Beth-Rehob and the Syrians of Zobah, 20,000 foot soldiers, and from the king of Makkah, 1,000 men, and from Ishtar, 12,000 men. Now when David heard of it, he sent Joab and all the army of the mighty men. Please pay attention to me. I'm teaching you principles of life because these things can literally happen to you hereafter. When you do good to people and they repay you with evil. What are the truths you must, you must truly decode in this? Things that we need to decode. Are you with me? Nahash the father of Anon had been good to who? David. David. And when David heard that he had passed away, he said, I remember the kindness of Nahash, the king of the people of Ammon, 
to me. Therefore, I will commiserate with his son. Good intention. But the advisors of Nahash became suspicious because they did not perceive accurately. They became suspicious of the large-heartedness of David towards them. Now, please, hold on. Who is Nahash? And why did he show kindness to David? The Ammonites are descendants of Lot. Are you with me? When Israel was passing through their land to the promised land, God said they must not harass or meddle with three categories of people. Esau on Mount Seir, Moab, and Ammon. God said, I will not let you meddle with them. You can buy water from them. You can buy, but don't meddle with them. I've given them that land. I don't want you to meddle with them. But as soon as Saul became king, Nahash, the Ammonite, came to the people of Jabesh Gilead and said, I'm ready to fight battles with you. And if you don't want to fight with me, do me only one thing. Pluck out your right eye and then you become my servants. But I need your right eye plucked out first. I need to disgrace you. And you know the rest of the battle, don't you? It's in 1 Samuel for you to read. They reported to Saul. Saul killed his own donkey, distributed it to the 12 tribes, and a mighty army came forth, and he said, by this time tomorrow, when the sun is up, somebody's hearing me, you'll find help. In the name of Jesus. And they fought against Nahash and the people of Ammon, and defeated them, and they became servants. So when Saul began to pursue David. Nahash showed kindness to David because the enemy of your enemy becomes your friend. Are you not getting this? Are you following me? So the moment Saul began to pursue David, Nahash took advantage of that and showed kindness to David to support him against Saul. Now listen to me. When the enemy of your enemy becomes your friend, be careful. Because leopards don't change their sport. You understand me? That because somebody is fighting on your side, you don't know their real motives. Oh Lord. Oh, I'm going somewhere. Or can I stop? Anyone in the situation of David will receive help that comes from anywhere. Yes. If you are in that situation, you remain help that comes from anywhere. It would take superior discernment for David to 
order the Amalekite who came in the night and said, I saw Saul struggling in his blood. I cut his head and this is his crown. I brought it to you and said, you are not afraid. Because when they come to announce those things to you, they want to plant time bomb underneath your throne. Be careful of the enemy of your enemy who becomes your friend. Leopards don't change their sport. But nonetheless, David received the kindness then, and he thought of paying back. So the counselors of, of Nehas son now said he's coming to overthrow the land, and he disgraced the ambassadors. And the battle was declared under Joab, and they defeated them and the Syrians. But guess what happened to David? His emotions became messed up. Because he would now, I'm using my imagination, and I learned this from Dr. Darren Shelley. He said, uh, uh, how do you say it? Uh, you cannot doubt what I'm saying because you are not there. Uh, and and I, cannot, I cannot prove it. I was not there. You cannot disprove it because you are not there too. But I'm using my imagination. After David had released the word to go fight that battle, his emotion was affected. If the son was wrong, why don't I show mercy because of the father? I could have taught him some lessons instead of this needless battle. But because of the ambassadors, he had breached diplomatic relations and protocols he had to be dealt with. But here comes the final campaign to wipe out the Ammonites. That they were defeated in the battle when they disgraced the diplomatic people and the ambassadors is not the end of the battle. So the day came when a final battle was declared on them to wipe them out. David restrained himself from going. Second Samuel chapter 12. Don't confuse your emotion with compassion. It can land you in serious trouble. Here we go. No, 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 no. 11. Second Samuel 11. It happened in the spring of the year. At the time when kings go out to battle. That David sent Joab and his servants with him. And all Israel and they destroy the people of Ammon and besiege Rabbah, but David remained at Jerusalem. Why couldn't he go to this battle? Nahash was kind to him. David remembered the prophetic word in Deuteronomy chapter 2. Do not meddle or harass the people of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir. So he heard what God said before. Does not pay attention to what God is saying now. Man shall not live by bread alone. Man shall live by every word that proceeds. That proceeds. That proceeds. The trouble of many of us is we are clinging to the word that proceeded. 
and we are neglecting the proceeding word in the now. Listen to me. God has said, don't meddle with them. Don't harass them. I will not give them your land. But when Nahash turned against Israel, he had violated that word. Oh, Lord. But because the enemy of your enemy became your friend, here was David in a position of compromise. He had received help from the enemy of the people. And in an attempt to pay back kindness, he got all mixed up. Do you understand me? So when the final battle came, he said, you can do it. I don't have enough. I, 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 can't, I can't do this. That was when they went to battle. It was a battle of the kings, but he stayed at home because the Ammonites, the descendants of Nahash, were involved. Are you listening to me? And while he was playing on the balcony, his emotion took over and in so bad Sheba the rest is history sent for Bathsheba Bathsheba did not resist ah, women God deal I don't want to go there because David did not rape Bathsheba David sent for her Hey, women love power. Uh, I will stop there. Don't fool yourself that they are only in the bedroom. They are only in the living room. They are in every room. Because they have the key into your faculties. Do you understand me? You know the rest of the story, don't you? He did not fight the people of Ammon. But what was more dangerous happened to him. Remember, God spoke to Abram. Abram, take your son, your only son, and go to Mount Moriah and offer him to me as a sacrifice, burnt offering. He got to Mount Moriah, obeying God's word. His son said, the fire, the wood, the, 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 the knife, where is the lamb? He prophesied God will provide himself a lamb and bound his son, his son yielded to him. And as he was ready, the proceeding word came. Don't do it. But many of you will fail there. You become Orisha. I've had that one. It was God who spoke to me, it was clear. You will just kill him because you don't understand prophetic progression. That God can give a fresh word. Just testing your obedience. And you must be patient. Did God not say word to them that go down to Egypt? If you take that as final word, then Joseph should not have gone to Egypt. Then Jacob should not have taken the 70 men to Egypt. David got messed up. Because he would have wished later that he went to that battle and avoid the tumble, the consequences of moral tumble that happened to him. 
later. And you would think the battle had ended. When Joab now went and destroyed, you think it had ended? You have to go to Second Chronicles chapter 20 and see that it's the same people of Ammon and Moab beside those of Mount Seir that gathered together in the days of Jehoshaphat to come and wipe them out again. The enemy of your enemy is not necessarily your friend. Be careful. When people come to whisper in your ears about somebody else that you don't like, you turn them into friends. You are a fool. You're a fool. You're not wise. They have their own motive. They know what they are after. Are you listening to me? Be careful. Just like the enemy of your friend cannot be your friend. Your friend will become your enemy. Don't take it that the enemy of your enemy is your friend either. They have their own motives. They gathered against Jehoshaphat. There was such a powerful force that Jehoshaphat fasted and prayed and stood still and said, we have no might against this multitude, but our eyes are unto you. Do you know what happened thereafter? The people of Ammon turned against the people of Moab and besides the people of Mount Seir, they laid ambushments against themselves and destroyed themselves and Israel came and took three days of war booties in a battle they did not fight. They were just praising the beauty and of his holiness. I see something in the spirit. Between now and October, the Ammonites, the Moabites, and the people of Manseh, they are about to lay ambushments against themselves. The owners of Nigeria are involved in a zero-sum game. Those from PDP and those from APC and those who are defecting between APC and PDP, they are about to start their zero-sum game and they will destroy themselves because God is laying ambushment against them and by the time the war is over and the door settles, it will be our turn to begin to get the booties of war because we have no might against these people but our eyes are unto the Lord in the mighty name of Jesus. Jesus. PDP, APC, that which you are doing, do it quickly. You think it's a devil at work. God is behind the orchestration of all that is happening. I hear a song saying, For I want no man, for I want logo, for I want no for I want logo. I can't hear you sing it loud. Hey, hey, for I want no for I want logo. You can't fight them, but they are going to fight themselves to finish. Oh, yes, they will fight themselves to finish. Say to your neighbor, the battle is not yours. The battle is the Lord's. It's called the battle of ambushments. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. They know the secrets of themselves. They will begin to expose themselves now. And by the time it's over, some will be in prison. Some will run into the bush. Some will leave this country. Nigeria will be saved. Nigeria will be changed. Nigeria will become great in my lifetime. In the name of Jesus. Never repay good with evil. Don't do it. 
because of the verdict of the Lord. He says, he who repays good with evil, evil shall not depart from his house. There's more deadly, dangerous scriptures, but it's not just about those who are repaying good with evil. I go to principle number four. If you are God's, and you belong to him, never repay evil with evil. Because when the table turns, you have yourself to blame. Never repay evil with evil. Look at Proverbs 17.13. I need for you to see that. Proverbs 17.13. Whoever rewards evil for good, what will not happen? Evil will not depart from his house. Believe me, God knows how to turn those who repay good with evil against themselves. Uh, there's more to tell you. But it's not for today. It will be October 1 to 7. Before we tell you where the nation is going, we are going to gather here October 1 to 7, fasting and praying. And on the 7, the trumpet will sound. And water will find its own level. Tell it everywhere. God has a plan. That is beyond all the schemes of the wicked that you are seeing today. And he will execute his plan in the name of Jesus. Mm. Life principle number four. Do not return evil for evil. Those who avenge themselves forget that vengeance is the Lord's. And he alone should be left to replay. Ahithophel, who had a supernatural gift of counsel, ended up hanging himself because of vengeance. He was senior special advisor to King David. And Bathsheba was his granddaughter. So when he got to know what David did with Uriah. At the time he was completely messed up in his emotions against the people of Ammon. He took the law to his hand and said, David must pay for this. David had done evil. Therefore, I'm justified to pay him back in his own coin. And ganged up with Absalom and began to give ungodly counsel to Absalom that fulfilled the prophecy that was given to David. That you have done this in secret, but one coming out of you will do it in the open. He counseled Absalom. He said, take your father's concubines that were left in the house take them out and sleep with them in the open so that the whole of Israel will know that you abhor your father. The counsel came from him. The Bible says his counsel in those days were like God speaking. In the vulnerable state that David found himself, he had messed up, but he knew how to run back to God. Hey, hear my word today. In the name of Jesus, if a man or a woman, a boy or a girl is anointed by God, if you cannot be his friend, don't be his enemy. 
because he turned to God. He said, God Almighty, turn the counsel of Ahithophel into foolishness. At the end of the day, the counsel that Ahithophel gave would have wiped out David and his Pelitites and Keritites and the Gittites. But he was rejected because Ushai the Archite was planted there to bring a different counsel to the king. I'm seeing multi cancer going left, right, and center. But it's the counsel of the Lord that shall stand. Can I hear? Amen. We go in to the king. We tell the king what to do. And others come to tell the king something contrary. And the king himself is confused. But guess what? God in this hour is turning the counsel of Ahithophel into foolishness. It's not only that rather will be fired. There are so many more on the line. Their jobs are on the line. One after the other, they will shoot themselves in the foot and they will announce that they are no more. I say to you, church, the enemy of Nigeria you see today you will see them no more God will turn the counsel of Ahithophel into foolishness David said it was an enemy who reproached me I would have understood but it is you my brother we took sweet counsel together and went to the house of the Lord in company. Tell your neighbor, we are not running a hopeless race. We are not hooligans running a hopeless race. We know the race that is set before us. And we are running it with faith and patience. He that believeth shall not make haste. In the name of Jesus. Can I hear your Amen. amen. Never repay evil with evil. It is deadly. It is deadly. This chicken had, had, had scattered my juju. Therefore, I will kill all his eggs. It's deadly. Rere abeni rere igiti e bagbi ni le aye o aso aso omo yin ajenbe aso never repay evil with evil that brings me to the fifth principle i call it higher moral ground that's where you should operate from Overcome evil with good. Overcome with good. Evil with good. Because when the table turns to banle kusi wan, ti wan banle josie, oremi inye oburu. To banle kusi wan, ti wan banle josie, oremi inye oburu. Oshu palaye oreo. Ah. 
All right, okay. My mother of blessed memory, she was the only woman, the only woman I know who will greet her adversaries and they will not answer her, but she will answer herself. I'm not kidding. She would say, oh, I can't run. I love you. I'm on you. They didn't answer her. She answered herself. One day I said, my master greeting them. He said, no, when they are will eat my eku, I would have gone. And the age is still hungry. We go back. Overcome evil always with good. When your enemy is hungry. Is in the book of Proverbs before it was spoken in the New Testament. Feed him. When he's thirsty. You know, I know those who are digging holes for me. I see them and you know what I'm doing? I'm giving them food so that they can be strong to dig it more. Because the man who is digging the hole is the first to enter it. You don't get that. I said the man who is digging a hole is the first. You have to be in your hole to dig. Exactly. So I'll give you food to keep on digging. <laughs> My prayer for you today is that God will send you men and women who will restrain you from avenging yourself was at the point of wiping out Nabal and every male in his house. Yes. He had made up his mind and he said, every one of you, guard your son. God, do more so to me by tomorrow at this hour. There's a male still pissing by the wall in the house of Nabal. But God sent a big girl his way. Why do you want to avenge yourself? Why do you want to lay blood? Nabal, as his name, so is he. Do you understand me? is foolish you must know how to deal with a fool without becoming foolish do you understand me don't do this and brought him figs and brought him cookies and brought him all nice things and he said you know i'm a doll in a vulture's nest i married package i did not check content is of the household of Caleb. He has no character. When you have come to your kingdom, remember me. Ten days after, Nabal was history. And David said, I remember her word to me. Blessed be your counsel. She restrained me from avenging myself. Go bring her. What happened to the wealth of Nabal? Transfer to David. <laughs> the wealth of the wicked is not laid up for the wicked. It's laid up for the just. And God has a way of turning things around. When the table turns, when you know how to overcome evil with good, good will always be your portion. In the name of Jesus Christ. <sighs> I don't want to mention the full name, but I will mention one name. I'll call him Odeku, not Guinness Beer. I became a Christian, was driven from the house, and was staying in this cubicle. 
And my brother who drove me away from the house, which war against me, and went to the man in whose cubicle I was staying. That how can I drive somebody out and you taking him? I just applied fleet, what do you call it? Shell talks, insecticide to my room because of mosquito. There was no net, there was nothing. God is witness. I was lying on newspapers. But I was content, I was happy. And they drove me from that place. And the day came, I'd qualified as a lawyer. The man had lost his former job and was looking for printing opportunities and came to the chambers where I was working and it was my responsibility to award the contract. Three, four people had bidded for it and they were coming, I was interviewing them one by one. And here came Mr. Deku. And he looked at me, he said, it is you? I said, yes, it is me. But I, I saw your bid. Can you take this away and add this to it? Because I've made up my mind to give it to you. He wept. He cried. And he apologized for the evil that he did to me. When the table turns, is the most dangerous time for your life when you are in a position of power and authority. And those who have done evil towards you start showing up. It will be a sweet temptation to pick them back in their coins, but you will lose that place. Remember Sir Joseph, that his brothers could not recognize him anymore because they thought he was gone, he was dead. But David, I mean, Joseph knew them. And when he could no longer bear it, he cried and they heard the voice of crying in the palace of Pharaoh. Ani Yosefe, I am Joseph, your brother whom you sold to slavery. But please, 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 don't mess around now and think that you have done any evil to me. It was God using you as means of transportation into my destiny. When their father died, before their father said, go and bring all of you. I will feed you. I'll sustain you. I'm going to give you the best of the land. I'm going to ensure that you are okay. These are wagons of Egypt. Go bring my father to me. See my glory in Egypt. He announced to them, tell my father of all my glory in Egypt. Tell your neighbor, success is the best revenge. Success. Is, say to your neighbor, success is the best revenge. Just make up your mind. Keep on despising me. Keep on disparaging me. One day I will feed you. I'm not going to pay you back in your coin. But I'm going to provide abundantly for you. Because you don't know what you are doing. Jesus said, Father, forgive them. For they know not what they do. I'm adding to it. Father, forgive them. Even when they know what they are doing. I'm not going to join them in their evil. I will overcome every evil with good. When their father died, they begged neighbors, they begged chieftains, look, our father is gone. Joseph will now say, uh -huh, what you did, your payday has come. Joseph said, am I in the place of God? As for you, you meant it for evil. But God turned it out for good. When they are paying you evil for the good you have done, or they are paying you evil for nothing you have done, 
Trust God. Take it to the Lord in prayers. The answer to slander is prayer. Just go to God and hand them over and do them good. Overcome evil. Those I carried on my back are plotting against me and I look at them. You are too small. You are too small. It's not going to work. But when we get to where we are going, we are not going to pay evil with evil. We are going to overcome evil. We good. We are going to reconcile the nation. We are going to break down every barrier. We are going to take the best of the north, the best of the south, men of character, men of capacity and competence to come together to steer the affair of our nation, to build a strong nation that will liberate Africa. The time is near. I'll give you one or two scriptures and I close. I hope you will embrace these principles and live by them because if you have not encountered them, you are about to encounter them. There are people who slander you, who talk ill of you. Just leave them. Pray for them instead. If they despitefully use you, bless them instead. Don't join them in their mess. Let no man reduce you to the level of hating him or her. Don't let it happen to you. Don't allow yourself to be brought down. Let's check the word of God. I call it higher moral ground. That's the place where the arrows of the enemy cannot hit you because God will turn their own arrows upon their own head. Endeavor always to overcome evil with good. Proverbs 25 verses 21 and 22. Proverbs 25 verses 21 and 22. If your enemy is hungry, give him bread to eat. And if he's thirsty, give him water to drink. For so you will heap coals of fire on his head. And what? And the Lord will reward you. Brothers and sisters, it takes courage to take the high road of turning the other cheek when someone strikes you on the right cheek. You would do yourself a lot of good if you remember always that committing an injury puts you below your enemy. Are you listening? Committing an injury puts you below your enemy. Taking revenge makes you even with him. But forgiving him sets you above. First Thessalonians chapter 5. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 14 and 15. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 14 and 15. Now we exhort you, brethren, warn those who are unruly, comfort the faint-hearted, uphold the weak, be patient with all. See that no one renders evil for evil to anyone, but always pursue what is good, both for yourselves and for who? And for Romans 12, 21. Romans 12, 21. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Here is the conclusion of the matter. I appeal to you by the mercies of God. Never ever repay good with evil. Run far away from the camp of those who do so, lest you become guilty by association. 
And when people repay your good with evil, turn to God in prayers. Whenever people repay your good with evil, turn to God in prayers. You see why? The Lord knows how to repay those who do such. Their calamitous end is recorded for us and for our learning. Psalm 109, beginning from verse 1. Psalm 109, beginning from verse 1. I read it. It reads, and I quote, Do not keep silent, O God of my praise. For the mouth of the wicked and the mouth of the deceitful have opened against me. They have spoken against me with a lying tongue. They have also surrounded me with words of hatred and fought against me without a cause. In return for my love, they are my accusers. But I give myself to? The answer to slander is what? Prayer. I give myself to? Prayer. Thus they have rewarded me evil for good and hatred for my love. Set a wicked man over him and let an accuser stand at his right hand. When he's judged, let him be found guilty. Let his prayer become seen. Let his days be few. This is what befell Judas Iscariot. Let another take his office. He repaid good with evil. He was trusted to be the treasurer. He stole from the purse and betrayed his master. They said, this bishopric, let another take. That's where the scripture is from. Let his days be few and let another take his office. Let his children be fatherless. His wife a widow. Let his children continually be vagabonds and beg. Let them seek their bread also from their desolate places. You don't know why your children are behaving like vagabonds? It's because you have repaid the good with evil. Let the creditor seize all that he has. And let strangers plunder his labor. You want more? <laughs> let there be none to extend mercy to him. Nor let there be any to favor his fatherless children. You want to hear more? Let his posterity be cut off. And in the generation following, let their name be blotted out. You want to hear more? Let the iniquity of his fathers be remembered before the Lord. And let not the sin of his mother be blotted out. You want more? Let them be continually before the Lord that he may cut off the memory of them from the earth. Let me continue. Because he did not remember to show mercy but persecuted the poor and needy man that he might even slay the broken in heart as he loved cursing so let it come to him as he did not delight in blessing so let it be far from him as he clothed himself with cursing as with his garment so let it enter his body like water and like oil into his bones let it be to him the like the garment which covers him and for a belt with which he guards himself continually. Verse 20. Let this be the Lord's word to my accusers and to those who speak evil against my person. This is why I don't fight when they are fighting me because the Lord is fighting my battles. It's not that I cannot re reply. I cannot send. A no, I won't because greater is he. The man of war is fighting my battles. That is a portion of those who repay good with evil. Watch out. When the table turns, you reap what you sow. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Lift up your hands to heaven. Tell him to purge you of the old leaven of a vengeful spirit of being angry and wanting to pay back evil with evil. 
Never let it happen to you, Father, in the name of Jesus. Grant me grace to operate on higher moral grounds. Grant me grace to treat people well, especially those I meet on my way to the top. Because one day I may need them on my way down. Help me, Lord, to, to be sensitive to the helpless and the vulnerable. Because you never can tell. They may be the key to my total recovery. Help me, Father, never, ever, ever to repay good with evil. Or repay evil with evil. Grant me grace to operate on the higher moral ground of overcoming evil with good. And when men turn against me and slander me, I turn to the Lord. In prayers, answer from heaven, silence the adversary, cut off the tongues of those who rise up against us, so that your name will be glorified in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. When the table turns, you will reap what you sow. Thanks so much for listening. We have to end it here today, but it's been a real joy to come into your homes to unveil the truth of God's Word. I pray that the Word of God you have received will sink deeply into your hearts and bring forth tangible fruit in Jesus' name. Amen. In addition, I pray that the truth you've embraced will not only set you free, but it will empower you to impact your environment positively as God's representative in your sphere of influence. Till we meet again on this platform, remain sandwiched between the peace of God and the God of peace. God bless you richly. Bye, Bye for, for now. now.